Hey folks, Dan Nethar here. I recorded the entire episode and then during post-processing I realized that I had a microphone configuration issue, so uh, there's a lot of room echo in this one, so apologies for that. I, I tried to do some cleanup uh, as much as I could, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. So I'll try and do better next week, but anyway, enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I am your host. Welcome, everyone, to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been quite a week in Azeroth. I'll tell you. ton of new content dropped last week. We weren't able to discuss it all. Uh, because it had just dropped and hadn't had a chance to go over everything. So we're going to hit some of that uh, today, as well as look at some of the upcoming information uh, for the future of World of Warcraft, particularly in Dragonflight, and some wild speculation. Woo, it's going to be quite the show. Uh, yeah, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, or have a particular topic that you would like to hear discussed, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com or you can leave a voice message by going to speakpipe.com slash azerothunited. Also, if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps out with the distribution. I've had to learn a lot about the podcasting game uh, and pretty much Apple Podcasts is the king. So got to do what they say and got to make them happy. So if you're inclined to leave us a five-star review, that would be so amazing. You would be the best. So. Anyway, uh, before we get into the news, I'd like to just do a quick uh, what did I do last week in WoW because I did something amazing for me. Uh, I got KSM uh, for the first time ever. I got my Demon Hunter to uh, 2000 rating. It's very exciting. I, I ran a bunch of 15s last week just to try to bridge that gap and close it up. And I finished it up. I got a lot of help from my beautiful and amazing and very talented wife who brought her uh, Rhett Paladin in uh, to run some uh, 15s with me. She, uh, I think she's at 2,500 or something. Um, but, you know, she, she came and she helped me, which was very nice of her. So thank you. Thank you, dear. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, I actually really enjoyed it. So, um, Demon Hunter is a blast right now. It's it's really it's just it's really in a good shape, and I I really am having I'm having fun. So I'm probably going to keep going. Uh, I'd love to try and get some uh, level twenty portals, but um, you know, <laughs> got to keep the expectations realistic. Uh, you know, let's let's just let's just call it what it is. So, um, but yeah, I, uh, I I did that on the Demon Hunter. Um, I, I ran some keys on the the Death Knight and the Fury Warrior. Um, nothing, nothing big there. But I did get my Rogue. I, I have an Outlaw Rogue who I haven't played since um, Battle for Azeroth. I, I, I took him to Bastion in Shadowlands and then left him there. So he got abandoned in Bastion. So I brought him back to life and um, ran through some some quick dungeons and did some leveling content. It was a lot of fun and uh, got him in seventy. And now he's taking a break because that's <laughs> that's what happens uh, when you try to get KSM on your main. So um, yeah, he's he's just sitting there waiting. Outlaw Rogue's actually really fun right now. It's a little cumbersome to no. Let me rephrase that. It's difficult sometimes to go between a Havoc Demon Hunter and an Outlaw Rogue. It's a very different play style. Just because they're both leather wearing melee classes does not mean they are the same because they are not the same. So. Um, yeah, uh, Outlaw Rogue, a lot of fun. Um, didn't really play any of my other tunes last week. Um, Rest of Druid took a little bit of a break. I, I'm I'm pretty much done with healing right now. I'm just so over it. It's I, <clears throat> I like healing, and I like what they did with the healing classes this time around. It's it's really good. That being said, <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> it's just really not. Um, I gotta say, what whatever whatever they've they they've got going on in their little you know, they've got a big whiteboard on there with different classes and trying to figure out who's the best one and who's not and whatever. The rest of Druid, um, or the healers in general really, just just not having a good time. 
it looks like Discipline Priest is having a good time. Um, I, I get a lot of Discipline Priests in Mythic Plus. But yeah, Resto Druid, not, not thrilled with that right now. So that's okay. Uh, I don't have to love the class every single time. Uh, I am under no obligation to play any particular character. Um, just because I have in the past doesn't mean that's a requirement in the future. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, in no raids last week. Um, uh, like I said, Rest Studio took a little bit of a break, and I haven't been able to get the Havoc Demon Hunter into a raid yet, but I'm hoping to get one next week or this week coming up. Um, but we'll see. Um, still trying to do stuff with WoW Made Easy. They are amazing, um, but there are a lot of people who, who want to run stuff, and um, there's only so many raids. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, anyway, uh, in, you know, in terms of World of Warcraft, there's just a lot going on. There's, um, there's, there's a lot happening right now in the game and there's a lot coming up. So, um, yeah, let's just get into it. It's time for the news. In Blizzard news. The Arena World Championships and Mythic Dungeon International competitions are ready for signups right now. You can sign up by going to Raider.io. The, uh, let's see, Arena, those will close on January 26th, and the Dungeon will close on January 29th. Um, yeah, so that should be pretty fun. I, I like the MDI. I prefer the Great Push, but I think they're doing Great Push for Season 4. So yeah, we'll get an MDI this time around, which is fine. Um, I, I just I don't like the the race format. I prefer the how high can we push format. It's it's really fun. But um, yeah, if you haven't signed up yet, um, chances are you're probably not going to. But uh, on the off chance that you forgot and you're, you and your team are just sitting around waiting for the announcement, it's out and it's there. You can go sign up now. Or if you're trying to put a team together, you've got a few more days before that closes up. So. Um, good luck, and uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. The Dragonflight Twitch drop for the Campfire, uh, the Grim Campfire toy, which was originally supposed to be last week and got moved to this week, will take place um, th th this week. Wow, that's bad copy. <laughs> um, <laughs> January 23rd to January 30th, so get four hours of Twitch viewing going and get your toy in-game. You must link your Twitch account to your Battle.net account. There will be instructions on how to do that in the show notes. Uh, I always advocate for this to uh, go watch streamers who don't have a lot of views, maybe somebody who has just a handful, or even somebody who has no viewers. Um, it doesn't hurt. You'll probably light up their day, and um, it's uh, it, it costs you nothing to go watch a streamer who maybe is just learning the ropes. Maybe they're they're figuring it out. They They don't quite have everything just right, but um, we'll give them some encouragement. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. In related news, uh, I have been Twitch streaming again, and my Twitch handle is Denethar01, so if you do care to watch me, I will have drops enabled. The long-awaited fourth volume of the World of Warcraft Chronicle book series will release on July 16th and is now available for pre-purchase. So this is a really interesting one because they did kind of knock the Chronicle down a peg in Shadowlands with a, the, um, the Grimoire. And there's a lot of discussion on is the Chronicle canon or is this just made up stuff? And it doesn't really matter. It's a beautiful book or, or the, the previous ones have been beautiful books. I'm assuming this one will be a beautiful book. Uh, this one will cover lore, uh, story insights and lore from Mr. Pandaria, Warlords of Draenor, Legion, Battle for Azeroth and Shadowlands. In the 244-page book that is being sold for hardcover, uh, in hardcover for $49.99. So if you've got the scratch and you want a really cool book, maybe you put it on your coffee table and your grandparents come over and they go, Oh, Billy, what's this? Yeah. <clears throat> hey, maybe you could get Grandma to play uh, World of Warcraft for you. Uh, you know, you do need a healer, so uh, never know. Um, yeah, so uh, check that out. Uh, you can pre-order it now or you can wait until it comes out and then order it then. Um, I do think there are limited supplies though, so anyway, uh, if that's something you're interested, please check that out. I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. In other news, part two of Invincible Season 2 will be released on Amazon Prime Video on March 14th. This isn't World of Warcraft related, I just really like this show, 
And I'm very excited about this uh, being announced. So uh, if you like Invincible, uh, it's, um, yeah, happy times. If you haven't seen Invincible, definitely check it out. It's really cool. Omni-Man's the best. Uh, yeah, so uh, there you go. Uh, that's it for the news today. And uh, we're going to move into World of Warcraft. Let's talk about World of Warcraft. This week in Dragonflight, it is Season 3, Week 11. The Mythic... Man, this season has flown by, hasn't it? We're over the hump. It's just, I think we're over the hump. We're on the backslide. Uh, I'm assuming a 20-week Season 3, but we'll get into that a little bit later with the um, Patch 10.2.6 and future discussion. But uh, this week's Mythic Plus affixes are Fortified, Incorporeal, and Sanguine. Woo! <laughs> this is a terrible week. Uh, fortified, bosses have 30% more health and deal 15% more damage. Incorporeal, incorporeal beings periodically spawn and cast destabilize. If the cast goes off, player damage and healing is reduced by 50%. This debuff stacks. The mobs do not take damage and can only be crowd controlled. Yeah, that's right. You got to use your crowd control spell that you forgot to put on your action bar. Uh, go ahead and get that out this week, or maybe you need to spec into a particular crowd control spell. Um, I know that uh, some classes don't spec into crowd control uh, or or certain crowd controls because they're terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is the week for it. And sanguine non-boss enemies will leave a pool of blood on the ground on death. This pool heals enemies and damages players for a percentage of their maximum health. Yeah, there is just nothing about this week that is enjoyable. <laughs> I mean, I guess fortified is fine, but honestly, I. I don't like incorporeal. I think it's a toss-up which of those two is worse, incorporeal or afflicted. Um, I've never really liked sanguine because I hate tanks that constantly move through the dungeon. You know, grab the mobs, stand still, and let me let me kill them. Well, this week you can't do that. <laughs> you gotta move. <laughs> uh, so you definitely gonna want to play in your routes. Um, look at your positioning in the room. Make sure that you pick up the mobs and you give yourself enough space to move because. Yeah, it will heal them fast. So, um, and with incorporeal requiring people's focus and attention, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. So, uh, yeah, fun week. Um, should be should be good times. I'll get the the demon hunter in there, and I got in prison uh, ready to go. Um, yeah, this is uh, I, you know I thought last week was bad. Uh, last week is not bad. This this is this is much much worse. Um, it, you know what? The, the one thing that I will say is that with Afflicted, okay, so it reduces your haste. That sucks, but you can at least still do damage. You can at least still heal. With Incorporeal, if you let two stacks go off, you can't do anything. You are basically screwed. So, yeah, this week sucks, and best of luck. The bonus event this week is the World Quest bonus event. You can pick up the quest The World Awaits from Kazra in Valdraken, which will ask you to complete 10 world quests in the Dragon Isles. Uh, that will reward you with 2,500 reputation to one of the major Dragon Isles factions. Um, this is a really good one for alts, I think. Uh, if you have an alt, maybe with a trade skill that you need a certain rep to... Uh, like a, a, my uh, my Demon Hunter, when I started playing him, I uh, picked up Leatherworking, but I needed Maruk Centaur rep and... This is a really good way to get that because if you are low on the renown track, uh, this will give you a huge amount of reputation. I think it's two renown levels worth if you're below renown 10. So, um, yeah, this is great. Uh, and then the you'll get a buff this week, which is Sign of the Emissary, uh, which will increase reputation gains from World Quest by 50%. So, yeah, this is a this is a good this is a good uh, bonus event. It's not thrilling. You're not going to get a piece of uh, heroic Amir Drasil gear from it, but you'll get you'll, you'll get some rep, which is nice, and uh, get to go do some world quests. Uh, get out there, and I, I recommend doing the dragon riding quests. Those are really easy. Uh, they're quick. Uh, you don't have to get gold in order to get credit. You just have to complete the race. So uh, if that's something that you are interested in, uh, definitely go check that out. If you don't really care about renown or reputation, then you can skip this one. It's not a big deal. But uh, yeah, definitely, if, if that's something that's important to you, make sure you hit your 10. 
make sure you do all the world quests, honestly, because you'll get a lot of rep. Uh, and that does count for Dream Warden's rep as well. So if you haven't gotten to 20 yet, then I would definitely suggest uh, knocking out some quests. So uh, best of luck to you there. The PvP brawl this week is South Shore versus Terran Mill. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> this is a 40v40 deathmatch style brawl. The team to reach 150 kills first wins. That's it. That's the whole brawl. <laughs> you just run back and forth between South Shore and Terran Mill. I, I've talked about this before because I love this brawl. But this is a throwback to the time when we, there were no battlegrounds. We had no, we had nothing. We, we didn't know what to do. And, and so one person would decide, I'm going to go attack South Shore. And they would, they would come in and they would fight one of the guards. And then a level 60 would land at the flight path and chase them away. And then they'd bring in two more level 60s from uh, Undercity. And it would just build up from there. And pretty soon you had, I mean, it wasn't 40 versus 40. Sometimes we had, I swear, it was 100, 100 against 100. <laughs> it just, you had people begging to get into the raid group because... You would at least maybe have a chance of getting healed <laughs> if you were in the group. but uh, Or if you weren't level 60, uh, best of luck to you. You'd run in there like, oh, I'm level 56. Come on, guys. Nope, you can't get in. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one was fun. Uh, th those, those were the good old days. Um, and, and really, it was just because we had nothing else to do. We were making up our own fun. We were making up what the end game was because you ran Molten Core. You did an Ixia. That was it. There was nothing else to do. There was no Mythic Plus. There was no... There was no battlegrounds. There was there was nothing. There was nothing to do, so we wouldn't just beat each other up for fun. Um, yeah, so that, that that's really fun. It's it's very uh, nostalgic for me. Uh, while you're there, make sure that you complete the something different quests, which will uh, reward you with conquest, honor, and marks of honor, which are great for picking up transmog. Because I don't know what else you use them for. Uh, I always get transmog with mine um, because I love some of the old PvP sets. So that's really cool, and uh, yeah, the brawl. I love the brawls. Brawls are great. Uh, it's good for a quick, easy PvP. If you don't love doing battlegrounds, uh, the brawls are for you. So enjoy that. Uh, in other events, the Outland Cup is active and ongoing this week. Uh, the Riders of Azeroth invite Dragon Riders to compete in races throughout Outland. Talk to Lord Andrastraz in Valdraken for more information. Yeah, this is really cool. Um, I love the, the cups that they're doing. Um, I did mention the list, uh, last week or two weeks ago of, uh, all the different, uh, all the different dragon riding cups that are, that are upcoming. Um, you know, it, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a really fun thing to, to have something to do in the old world because honestly, there's just not a lot of reason to go out there these days. So, um. Yeah, definitely uh, go check out the Outland Cup. The Northrend Cup will be showing up in April. That's the next one. Uh, and then the Call of the Scarab event uh, is going until the end of the day today. So if you do happen to hear this uh, today, great. If not, then it will already have been done. But um, yeah, the Call of Scarab uh, to commemorate the first ringing of the Scarab Gong on January 23rd, 2006. Players will be able to relive a portion of the Encourage gate opening by collecting items for turn-in. The winning faction will then be able to claim bragging rights and have their faction flag hang over the gates until the next Call of Scarab event. Uh, yeah, this is it's, it's really cool. Um, it's region-wide, so it's... Um, I don't know who won last, last time. It doesn't really matter. Uh, if you're in the area, great. Uh, you can go turn in some vanilla era trade goods. <laughs> um, if you're not in the area, because most people aren't, then uh, it's okay. Um, like I said, this will probably be over by the time you hear this. But um, yeah, it's a really cool event. And if something that you're interested in, definitely go check it out next year when it comes around again. Uh, all right. So we had some class tuning hotfixes that came in um, with the reset today. Uh, Blizzard announced this a couple days ago, so those, these fixes are all live now. Um, some of the classes that are maybe underserved or uh, underpowered uh, have gotten some buffs. Uh, we're just going to run through this real quick. Uh, Blood Death Knights, Bone Shield now grants armor based on 80% of strength, was 70%. Cool. I got my Blood DK, so that'll be really fun. 
Um, the Frost and Unholy specs are going to have their damage increased by 4%. Uh, Unholy also has their pet abilities increased by 4%. So that's really cool there. Um, Feral Druids are getting a really big buff. Uh, Rip, Rake, Primal Wrath, Feral Frenzy, Lunar Inspiration, and Rampant Ferocity all getting damage increases. This is great. I, feral Druids need it. I've tried to play my Druid Feral a few times, and I just I can't do it. It's brutal. It, it's not that it's bad. It's that it's so cumbersome, the rotation, and trying to get it just right. And if you get your, if you get your rotation wrong, your damage stinks. And so having a little bit of extra, it just gives a little bit of leeway. It's not, it's not huge amounts, 10% damage increase on rip, 5% on rake, etc. But um, hey, every little bit counts. And at this point, I think Blizzard is just trying to tweak the classes a little bit to make sure that things look good going into the War Within. So I'm all for it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Resto Druids. So they didn't get any healing increase, but they did have their healing spells uh, mana cost reduced. So Swift Mend, Grove Guardian, Wild Growth, Regrowth, and Efflorescence all have their mana cost reduced, which is amazing. Uh, I run out of mana all the time in raids, so I welcome this change. <laughs> uh, let's see. Survival Hunters, all damage dealt by Hunter and Hunter's Pets abilities increased by 4%. Cool. Uh, Holy Paladins, uh, their damage increased, so not their healing, but just the damage. So Shield of the Righteous and Consecration, both increased by 30%. Retribution Paladins. Wake of Ashes, Truth's Wake, Seething Flames, Blade of Justice, and Final Verdict all had... Pretty significant damage increases. Um, not bad. I mean, Red Paladin's already doing okay, but this is going to make them even better. They, they really suffer in single target. That's the, the AOE, they're amazing. Um, single target, they, they definitely struggle with, especially Mythic Plus. So uh, these will no doubt be very welcome changes for them. Uh, I know. I know my wife's very happy about that. Uh, Holy Priests are getting uh, buffs to their healing done. So Holy Word Sanctify, Heal, and Flash Heal, as well as their damage done by Holy Word Chastise, Smite, and Shadow Word Pain. So big, big buffs for Holy Priests. Uh, looks like they're going to be a little bit more viable now. Uh, Shadow Priests also getting damage buffs. So Mind Blast, Devouring Plague, Shadowy Apparition, and Psychic Link all getting buffs to their damage. So really cool there. Uh, <laughs> Restoration Shaman. All healing increased by 5% across the board. Cool. Lava Burst, Flame Shock, and Lightning Bolt all have their damage increased by 20%. Also very cool. Rest of Shaman definitely struggle with their healing output and with their damage. Uh, so this is a great change. I love having Restoration Shaman healers. They're so good. But yeah, they've definitely been struggling this time around. So this is, this is great. Love it. Uh, and finally, Arms Warriors get... Uh, damage to cleave, dreadnought, and deep wounds increased, and then their Amir Jasil uh, four set bonus, the bonus damage for thunderclap will increase to two hundred percent instead of one hundred percent. And finally, protection warriors vanguard uh, getting a bonus to stamina and ignore pain absorption is going to be increased by five percent. Uh, speaking of the outlaw, uh, outlaw the Outland Cup earlier. Um, so the Outland Cup. Uh, is, um, as I mentioned, you've got the, uh, it's going until January 31st. You can purchase items from the vendor, the um, transmog set, but also the manuscript of endless possibility. Now, this was a little bit of an issue because people were complaining about the cost of the item. I think it was like 30 tokens per character because you had to apply it per each character that you wanted to have this on, which sucked because a lot of people... And rightly so. They don't want to have to do things over and over and over again. Just go, hey, I've got 15 alts. Come on. Uh, so Blizzard has said, we've heard your concerns about the manuscript of endless possibilities. And we'll be changing it into an account-bound toy. Uh, so this was a couple of days ago. So now, no doubt, this is already in place. Um, but uh, if you've already purchased it, it should be a toy. If you haven't purchased it, you should be able to at this point. I haven't checked, but um, no doubt it's there on the character. Or on the uh, vendor, rather. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the okay, so they made some changes to Fear Last the Dream Rider, and I'll be honest with you, I don't really know a whole lot about this legendary. I do know that people have been complaining about the damage of it and the ease of use of the, the on use ability, 
Um, so it looks like they're changing it so that the on-use ability does more damage, but the debuff that it puts on the target does less damage. Uh, okay. I mean, if this is a weak legendary, fine. It is. So be it. Um, you know, I got a, uh, a Gore Howl on my Fury Warrior today in the vault, which was great. Um, and I really don't have a lot of hope of, of trying to get a Fear Laugh. I mean, first of all, I'm not doing the raid, but even if I was... Uh, I don't have the time or the the gold to put into building a legendary. You know, if this is like the Sylvanas bow and I just get it, great. Um, this isn't vanilla where we've got to go make, uh, you know, Thunder Fury and I'm not doing all that. So um, this is great uh, that they're making changes to it. I don't know how good these changes are going to make the weapon. Uh, hopefully they'll make it better. Um, but if not, then my hope is that Blizzard continues to iterate on this weapon throughout the uh, end of season three and maybe even into season four. So we'll see. Um, I really think that in Shadowlands, it was a mistake that they didn't increase the item level for legendaries. And so my hope would be that for season four, uh, players can do a quest or something that will allow them to increase the item level of Fearlath and make this thing just smack really hard. So, uh uh, we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, best of luck to those players uh, who have that. Uh, in Season of Discovery, the Warsong Gulch Marks of Honor were nerfed. So <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, I had to read about this on Reddit because I haven't been doing uh, Warsong Gulch. But um, apparently players have been stockpiling these Marks of Honor. You can only have 20 on you. Um, and then what they've been doing is deleting them and then re doing a restore or planning to do a restore. So that when the phase two launches, players can now level, they can just item restore these and have them ready to go. So because each time you turn one in, it gives you XP. And so they would just burn through the XP super fast. You get to level 40, lickety split on the donut. And Blizzard said, no. <laughs> we want to make sure that everyone knows about actions we've taken around Warsong Gulch Marks of Honor. In Season of Discovery, these items have been prevented from being restorable. During maintenance on February 6th, we will purge any that are already in players' mailboxes. We suggest that any players who have any marks in your mailbox retrieve them and use them before the end of Phase 1, or they will be lost. <laughs> so, nice try, players, <laughs> to game this. Is, look, WoW players are clever as heck. They will find any way they can to gain an advantage. And they found a way here, and it turns out it didn't work out for them, and that's fine, but... Um, you know, you can't fault them for trying. So, uh, you know, sorry. Um, you know, play a little foghorn for you, but uh, <laughs> there's sad trombone or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, there you go. All right. So in patch 10.2.5, we got a few new cinematics that we were able to enjoy. Uh, some of them are better than others. Um, in particular, so we've got the, um, first of all, we've got the, the, uh, Finale of the Dragonflight story arc, uh, in which Alex Straza gives us the calls us the champion of the Dragonflights, but doesn't actually give us a title. So come on, Alex Straza, don't be stingy. Um, so that's cool. I mean, it's it's good to see all of the dragons there in a big fancy scene doing their slow talking uh, speech pattern uh, cutscene. So yeah, that's uh, it's 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 cool. I mean, I I really like the way that they've done the dragons with, you know, the, the seat of the aspects and all the quests up there. It's really cool. I, I like Dragonflight. It's it's fun to pick on, but honestly, the truth is I, I've loved this expansion. It's been so great. And this just feels like a good, satisfying ending. Nothing fancy, nothing amazing, just, all right, and we're done. Speaking of satisfying endings, <laughs> we did get the... And, spoilers here if you don't want to know what happens at the end of the uh Belmeth uh quest line right so we get a quest to go talk to Taronda and Chandris and when we do they're talking about how uh the night elves are showing up to Belmeth and they're settling there and Taronda mentions the fact that this isn't the night elves only home uh, that they still have Hyjal, uh, Valshara, and Ashenvale, and that one day they rebuild on Teldrassil as well. Um, kind of referencing the fact that players have been like, hey, why, why is our new home in the middle of nowhere? 
Well, it's not. This is just one place, and she even calls it a village. She doesn't say, our new capital city. Because let's remember, the Nidals didn't have a capital city. Teldrassil is brand new. This was post-Warcraft 3. Foundral Staghelm only uh, grew Teldrassil to try to get the Night Elves their immortality back after the um, World Tree and Hygel was destroyed. So, yeah, Teldrassil is brand new. So there's no, it's not like there's a rich history that was that was burnt by Sylvanas. This is a new thing that the Night Elves started doing, where they were like, "Hey, well, what if we, um, what if we live in a tree house? Uh, what would that be like?" And it, you know, it's cool. I love Darnassus. It's a it's a cool city not my favorite city to get around it's kind of annoying honestly uh, especially in classic when you don't have flying but um so you know i'm glad that they referenced it and pointed out the fact that hey night elves still hold quite a bit of land so it's not like they got beat out of uh Kalimdor. but anyway that's not the most important part of this cinematic the most important part of this cinematic is the return of malfurion storm rage that's right he shows up uh and chandris gasps and then taronda gasps and then we get the amazing shot of Tarana just losing all composure and just running like a schoolgirl to Malfurion, who takes like two steps and he's like, yeah, yeah, you can come to me. Um, but they, she jumps into his arms. Uh, you get an amazing embrace and a kiss, uh, which apparently, from what I've read, this is the first in-game kiss on the lips in Warcraft. So cool. Uh, of course, it's <laughs> Malfurion and Tarana that are going to do it. Uh, yeah you know, hit that, hit that goal. But uh, yeah, it's an amazing kiss, an amazing embrace. Uh, the camera swirls around, the music picks up. I, I sh- not gonna lie, I shed a little tear. I was, I was, I was impressed. Um, but yeah, this was, this was great. I was really happy to see a good reunion between them. And then uh, they welcome Chandris into their embrace as well. And then uh, post cutscene. Uh, there's a little bit of discussion of, yeah, Malfurion and Toronto are going to retire. They're done and, uh, at least going to take a break and told Chandra's, yeah, you can, uh, you can lead our people now. So Chandra's new leader of the night elves, which, you know what? It's cool. I like Chandra's. She's a good character. Um, so yeah, there you go. If you were wondering what happens with the night elves in this patch, that's it. And uh, then Taronda and Malfurion go off to their treehouse to uh, do whatever they're going to do. And there you go. The other uh, cinematic that we got, and this was a full cinematic, fully rendered cinematic. I'm sorry. This was a pre-rendered cinematic, not a full cinematic. Uh, So this is the (laughs) um, discussion between Vernoth and Iridacron. And this is really good because, first of all, I love Veronoth. She's my favorite of the um, the incarnates. She's so good. Um, I wasn't sure how to feel about Eridicron. I really like him a lot more now, uh, post-1015, and especially after the cinematic. He is so good. First of all, she shows up looking for him, and she's walking around. And then he explodes out of a freaking mountain. <laughs> So that was cool. Um, and then he tries to get in her face and she doesn't back down. And he basically calls her out for abandoning them. And she's like, well, bro, you abandoned us. Um, I can't do the cinematic justice. Uh, but basically, they kind of uh, jaw back and forth a little bit. And she points out the fact that, hey, you know, you really shouldn't mess with the void. And he's like, oh, Zalatath is going to take care of take care of us. It's going to be all good. And uh, and he's, he looks at her and gives her, he's like, one final warning, stay out of my way. And he's like, you won't see me again until the Titans return. I'm like, ooh, snap. Because I was really hoping that we would not have Eridicron as a raid boss in The War Within. I really don't want him there. I want him in the shadows doing what he does best, plotting, scheming, manipulating. Have him do that. That's perfect. Make him show up every once in a while in a cutscene or something. That's fine. But... I don't want him out there as a raid boss. I think that would be a terrible mistake. So, yeah, this cinematic is great. Um, if you haven't done any of these quests, um, and I, I would definitely suggest doing them, there's no quest line. It's just, hey, go talk to this person, and here's a cinematic. Um, so it's not even difficult, like, oh, I've got to do the whole quest line first now. You just have to go talk to them. So, uh, yeah, this one's really cool. The final one is the 
Tess and Gan Greyman in the Gilnas Reclamation cinematic. Um, this is kind of what I was hoping for in that Tess Greyman would become queen of Gilnas. I was really hoping that Gan Greyman would die in this process, but it doesn't look like that happened. So, um, and that's fine. We don't need to kill off the character. We can just sideline him. So he's going to retire. He can't handle the Horde and Alliance being at peace. He wants to be at war. Um, and he, you know, Tess rightfully points out that he cares more about uh, Liam than he does about her. And, and he's like, you're right. I, I, I've been ignoring you, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with this cinematic. It's fine. It's it's a good one. Um, I think this whole story was kind of meh. The Gilnaeus reclamation. It, it's fine. Whatever. Um, if if you play a Worgen character and you're really into the Worgen lore, great. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Um, that's it for the cinematics. Uh, there were a few interesting stay a while and listen uh, that were added in 1025. Uh, as well as a discussion with Viranoth. So you can ask Viranoth. So her title shows up as Viranoth Aspect of Storms. So you can ask her about that. And she says, it's a title I chose myself for many reasons. Um, blah, blah, blah. The Netherwing and the um, the Storm Drakes uh, from uh, the Broken Isles. And then um, her sister Razageth, the Storm Eater. Uh, so she's taken the title Aspect of Storms, which is cool. Um, and I really regret that we didn't get any interactions between Razageth and Viranoth. Um, I feel like we were robbed there because they would have been a great two-team. Um, you know, Farak and Iridacron are fine. Uh, but Viranoth and Razageth are the two most interesting uh, of the incarnates. And I'll tell you, I, first of all, I, I wish that we had gotten Razageth's um, uh, ch- change form. <laughs> I can't even think of the visage form. Oh my god, I don't even know what it's called. The dragon thing. Uh, we didn't get Razagat's visage form, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I, I really wish that we had gotten uh, some interactions there. But uh, rest in peace, Razagat. You were one of the best raid bosses of all time. Um, there you go. Uh, we also had some discussions between Gen Greymane and Matthias Shaw regarding one Anduin Rin. So. Uh, Shaw says that his agents have seen him in Ratchet uh, buying supplies and he was heading south, um, but that they lost him in the Barrens. So this is no doubt he's on his way to Silithus, only to be met by Thrall. Uh, Gen says to say to tell Jaina about it, but not Tyrellian. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, Auntie Jaina can get involved, but don't tell Tyrellian because, uh, see, I think that, I think that they're definitely building up to Tyrellian being a villain in the War Within. And possibly we could get a Seizure of Orgrimmar-style raid that centers around Stormwind, where we've got to go in and take out Tyrellian, and we've got all his um, all his little light minions around there. I think that would be really cool. You know, the, the Siege of Stormwind, or the Assault on Stormwind, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that would be really fun. I would really like to, to have some sort of... Uh, attack there and and yeah to take out Tyrellian because honestly he's kind of sus I don't know about that guy um but yeah that's uh definitely some some teasers about what's to come uh same thing with Caligos and Cadgar there's a little discussion there where Caligos talks about re- stepping down from the Council of Six and uh Cadgar asks him about the relic that Eridicron took from the Forbidden Reach so you know, it's just more uh, more setup. Uh, Calico says he's going to go look for it in the Azure archives to see if he can figure out what it is. Uh, you know, I get kind of the image of Gandalf doing the research for the One Ring. Um, but uh, yeah, so this this will be uh, interesting. So more than likely, we won't see much from Calico going forward, but we will see Cadgar. I think he's going to be kind of driving this this whole um, you know what the heck is going on process. Um, and then the last one is, uh, so Rathian and Sibelian discussing Rathian's plan to take the Black Talon to track down Eridicron, which I think is really cool. Rathian's such a good character. He's so interesting. He's so um, astute in what's going on. He doesn't necessarily have the maturity to uh, handle the responsibility of, like, say, being an aspect. Um, but he's definitely a very interesting character. And uh, Sibelian even compliments him on his ability to work with mortals. And um, yeah, he's just, it, it's really good. And these two, 
they they had such a great story. They started out as kind of rivals, and uh, neither one of them ended up as the aspect because they both realized that they just weren't right for it. And um, yeah, I'd love to see more from them. I, I'd love to see another quest line, like the the wagon going from to, to the ruby life pools. And yeah, I, I definitely I could go for some of that. Uh, just like the good buddy cop movie uh, dynamic between the two of them. So um, yeah, and and Rathian. I really hope that Rathian is a big part of everything that's happening in the War Within, because honestly, um, you know, I could see some more Rathian and um, uh, Cadgar. I could see some um, just it, there's so much that we could do. I mean, especially because we're looking for Anduin. Well, we got to have a Rathian Anduin reunion. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the the stay a while and listen. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of a lot of story that was dropped in the last patch and a lot of lore nuggets, uh, like uh, breadcrumb trails that are leading us to the war within, but um, we're definitely not there. And uh, we will, we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, there's definitely going to be some more lore implications in patch 10.2.6, but I was kind of hoping we'd get some sort of an announcement today and we got nothing. We got bubkiss. So instead of discussing the 10.2.6 announcement, we're just going to speculate because um, I, I think we have some ideas of what it would be. Whether they're wrong or not doesn't really matter. It's more of a, well, what do we think it's going to be based on the information that we have and based on the timing and based on you know the little pirate flag that we got. So uh, let's get into some discussions about 10.2.6 and the future, uh, uh, at least of this year, of World of Warcraft. Let's talk about something new. So I, I don't really have uh, notes here. I'm just going to kind of freestyle. But um, with the uh, patch 10.2.6 announcement on the road ahead uh, timeline that we got a month ago, th there's been a lot of speculation. I mean, obviously, we didn't get any information other than a black uh, Jolly Roger pirate flag. That's it. 10.2.6. Pirate flag, done. Uh, we know it's going to come in between uh, the end of, or no, let me rephrase that. It's going to happen before the end of season three, and it's going to carry on into season four, and then we'll get ten two seven. Um, but we don't know exactly what that means and what that looks like, and and what the content therein will be. So, um. Just based on some of the lore leaks that we got in uh, the lead up to BlizzCon and some of the things that have been released in game, I speculate that while <laughs> everyone pointed out Mikey Barra said no pirates, well, he, he was talking about the War Within, the new expansion. He wasn't talking about Dragonflight. And this is definitely a Dragonflight patch. So it's possible we could get pirates. I'm just saying we could get pirates. Uh, so if we were to say, meet up with the Night Squall and go to Avalorn and do some adventures there, I think that would be really cool. Now that doesn't necessarily make a whole patch. So what would you have to do? You'd probably want to have a public event, maybe something, maybe like boat, boat racing or, or pirate assault on boats. That would be really cool. Boat combat, oh, boat combat would be a blast. I mean, we're not talking like Sea of Thieves here. We're talking like just WoW-based, WoW-style boat combat. Um, we could do uh, maybe a, a, a minor faction, maybe not a full renowned faction, but uh, um, somebody we could get some uh, uh, transmog, uh, definitely some cool pirate transmog, although uh, knowing Blizzard these days, it would probably be a partial transmog set with the rest on the uh, trading post uh, for your, spend your attendees on it. Uh, but no, get a pirate transmog, maybe like a, a, a parrot, uh, that, that can sit on your shoulder, uh, as a shoulder piece. Uh, that would be really cool. <laughs> um, or, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Blizzard could think of some really cool pirate stuff. Um, you know, we already got pirate day. So we have the pirates, um, uh, dragon riding, uh, armor that, that you were able to, I think it was like 50,000 gold, but, uh, that doesn't mean we can't have a... Maybe, maybe a new boat mount. That would be really cool. Uh, it would fly uh, instead of going in the water. But, uh, you know, I, I'd take a new boat mount or uh, um, 
you know, some, some pets. Uh, we could get some pirate themed pets or some toys would be really fun. So I could see this being a, all right, you go out to the South Seas, you find the new place. Um, maybe there's a little island there that, that you kind of set up shop and, and there's some vendors there and some, some quest givers and you do the quests and um, you, uh, you grind some re reputation with this faction and, and you get rewards and that's that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and, and that would be fine. I would be fine with that. But I don't feel like that's what we're going to end up getting. I think there's something bigger in play here. And I don't think Blizzard is just going to release a little fun pirate patch to hold us over. I think it definitely has to have something to do with the lead up to the War Within. So maybe we're going to meet a new faction that will take us to where we're going in the War Within. Maybe this is something that uh, we're, we're just going to build on. I mean, we, we already started building on the new expansion in 10.25. And we know that we're going to build that in 1027 because there's going to be quests with Zalatath. And the, the patch is called the Dark Heart, which is the uh, trinket that uh, uh, Uriticron took from Avarice. So, I mean, or from uh, Forbidden Reach. So d there's definitely um, there is definitely more at play here than just a happy little pirate patch. But, you know, one can hope that there's at least some pirate adventures. Um, so who knows? Uh, as you know, as far as the the timing, and this is the weird thing. So they announced season four. Uh, we we already did the um, we voted on on our on our uh, tier sets. We voted on the bonuses. We did all that. We know that season four is going to be the original three Dragonflight raids and the original eight Dragonflight dungeons. So it's a really good way to close out the expansion. I feel. I hope that Blizzard doesn't learn the wrong lesson from this and think that this is what, how we want to end every expansion going forward, because it's not. Just because we're okay with it doesn't mean this is what we want. Um, but, uh, you know, we are, we're in week 11 of season three. And I definitely think that this is going to be a 20-week season, and we're going to end it around the end of March, beginning of April. Um, and then we'll either get a break between seasons or maybe we'll just carry right into season four maybe we just we kick over one 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 week to the next all right today it's season three today it's season four um but more than likely we'll get a break in between uh where everything kind of resets and then if we do an 18 week season three or i'm sorry 18 week season four that takes us to the beginning of august and if we go to the beginning of august for the pre-patch for the war within then it can launch in the beginning of september which is pretty much what everyone's speculating at this point. So if we go eight weeks from uh, January 16th, which was the launch of patch 10.2.5, that puts us at March 12th. And then if we go eight more weeks from there, that puts us at May 7th for patch 10.2.7. Uh, and then from there, we've, we're going to, we'll have, you know, We'll just write out the rest of the expansion. Um, and, and that's fine. We, we don't need the eight-week patch cadence at the end of the expansion. That's fine. But um, that will break it up really nicely and give us something to do in between when, when people are bored of running the same Mythic Plus dungeons again and sick of a mirror to sale and blah, 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 blah. And then if we get an 18-week season four, that's perfect because that'll give us six times each for the raids. And I think six is about enough for any of them, especially Avarice, because that one was terrible. Um, I mean, I can't wait to go fight Razagath again. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think patch 10.2.6 in the beginning of March, then patch 10.2.7 in the beginning of May, and then the War Within pre-patch in the beginning, beginning of August, and the expansion launch in the beginning of September. I think that's what we're looking at here. Um, yeah. I think it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, nothing fancy here. It's just it's really really basic. Um, we should be getting an alpha announcement for the War Within soon. Um, I don't know when that's supposed to be. I think it's yeah. It, it's it should be coming sometime in in the next uh, month or so. Um, we already have the Cataclysm beta out there, so yeah, we should get we should get announcements. Uh, maybe not released soon, but we should at least know within the next, I'd say the next couple of weeks, uh, when the alpha is launching. So it'd be really exciting. This is a really exciting time. There's a lot of content still to do in Dragonflight, which 
is bizarre because normally we hit the end of the expansion and it's like, okay, time for the doldrums, time for the boredom and the running the same raid over and over and over again and nothing to do. No, we have so much to do. <laughs> this is out of control. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've been playing World of Warcraft for a long time. And by a long time, I mean, I started in 2005. And uh, it's I've never seen it like this. This is bizarre. And it's exciting. It's exciting. And it, it makes me really optimistic and hopeful for the future of World of Warcraft and just um, the Warcraft franchise in general. I think that it's under, under uh, really good leadership right now. And they are just really doing their best and I'm, I'm really thrilled with it so um yeah yeah that's that's my take on that so uh that's our show for today thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it it's been uh, a great uh, couple of weeks uh with the launch of 10.2.5 and season of discovery is churning along and there's just so much going on and wow i'm really really thrilled with um with everything and it's been really fun to, to talk to you about it and to just kind of voice my thoughts and, and my frustrations and, and my concerns and, and just everything. And it's, it's been really nice to, uh, to do that. So, um, definitely, uh, enjoy your time out there in world of Warcraft. Um, if you want to reach out to me, if you want to contact me regarding the show, if you'd like to talk about anything or, uh, about the show or about world of Warcraft in general, um, I'd be happy to listen to you. Uh, you can reach me at my email address is denothar one at gmail.com. Or you can reach me on X Twitter. I am at Denathar. Or you can reach me, uh, or you can see me uh, streaming twitch.tv. I am Denathar01. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is at Denathar01. But uh, I don't really do too much with that because, and I tried streaming to YouTube uh, the other day. Oh, what a horrible experience. I think I'll switch, stick to Twitch for now. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it for today. Um, thank you so much for listening and, uh, remember, be nice to each other out there. This is going to be a rough week in Mythic Plus, so just try to smile, be patient. Remember, that's a real person on the other side of that keyboard. So, um, try to keep that in mind. It's, I mean, it could be somebody's grandma. You never know. So, uh, try to keep a smile and try and be nice to everyone. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in Avalon.